All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Good afternoon and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I'm your host, Todd Schnick. Very much looking forward to this conversation. I've had this gentleman on my show before. and he was, Actually, he was kind enough to, on a recent trip to Atlanta, hook up with me for a cup of coffee. So it was cool to hang with him and pick his brain on a few things. So welcome back to the show, Peter Shankman, business strategist, speaker, and best-selling author. Peter, welcome back. Good to be here. Thanks for you. Thanks for having me again. Hey, man. Always good to chat with you. Uh, we're here today to talk about the new book, Zombie Loyalists. Uh, but before we do that, just in case someone listening to this does not know who you are, and I suspect most of my audience knows of you, take a few quick seconds, inform them a bit about you and your background. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm an angel investor. I'm a marketer. Uh, I'm probably most, most well-known for starting a company called Helper Reporter Out or Harrow. But uh, the majority of um, what I do now is I write books. I consult to companies around the world on customer service, social media, and marketing, uh, usually in that order, and um, try to convince the world that Twitter will not save the universe. <laughs> Well, uh, that's good stuff. You know, so the new book is called Zombie Loyalists, Using Great Service to Create Rabid Fans. So, Peter, in the event that there is someone listening to this show who's been in a cultural vacuum the last five years and isn't quite sure what you mean with the reference to zombies, uh, what exactly is a zombie loyalist? Give me the definition. <laughs> a zombie loyalist, by definition, is someone who is so in love with your brand or your product, they go out of their way to tell the world how awesome you are. So, you know, everyone has that one friend, right, who, who is um, like a fan of the Olive Garden, right? Everyone has that, like, one guy who, you know, whether you live in North Carolina or California, like, we're going to go lunch. Let's go to the Olive Garden. Oh, my God, breadsticks. You know? And um, <laughs> there's that one guy who loves that, and, and he's the person who... Um, who the whole world, uh, uh, you know, listens to it. It's like, okay, let's go to the Olive Garden. You want to go in there constantly. And it's all because this person uh, loves it. So at the end of the day, a zombie loyalist is someone who loves your company and loves your product so much and has been treated so well by you that they go out of their way to share with the world how awesome you are. In a sense, they do your marketing for you. All right. Well, you have a cool story to tell uh, uh, about Scotty Vest and Scott Jordan. We had Scott on the show not too long ago, and, and a cool dude, cool company doing some neat, neat stuff. But tell the story. You were on a plane, and you were talking to a, a seatmate about Scotty Vest. And, and that, if I remember correctly, it almost sort of inspired the idea behind this book. Yeah, it was, you know, I was on a plane. I was, I was flying, uh, where the hell I was going? I live on a plane. So I was going somewhere, as, as is a regular day that ends in Y for me. And um, I was, uh, I, I, took, I started taking my laptop and my iPad and my headphones, everything out of my bag, uh, out of my uh, jacket, you know, because Scotty Vest lets you keep all that stuff in your jacket. And the woman next to me in the seats, like, as I'm, as I'm taking this stuff out, it looks like, you know, I'm in a, like I'm in a clown car, you know, with, uh, you know, 18 clowns coming out of a Volkswagen. And, uh, <laughs> And she says to me, she says, wow, what the heck is that jacket? I tell her, and she winds up loving it. I was so passionate about it. She bought four on the spot from her, from her computer. And um, a couple hours later, she sees, um, she sees uh, the ad in Sky Mall. And she goes, you know, you are a much better advertisement for this product than this ad in Sky Mall. And I'm like, and that's where it hit me. Wow, I'm a zombie loyalist for this company. I am so in love with Scotty Vest that I run around the world. And I, when people ask about it, all I can do is rave. So that's the kind of customers you want for your company. Yeah, well, that story makes all the sense, and it makes it very clear and very simple to understand what the concept behind zombie loyalists are. But let me turn it into a cynic for a minute, right? So the message of this book, 
if you've been listening to Pete Shankman for all these years, I mean, these are things, frankly, that you probably already understand intuitively or in your gut. But why does a guy like Pete Shankman still have to write a book about this? I mean, why, don't we know this stuff already? Why do we still need to talk about this? You'd think we would. But the fact of the matter is, is that companies on a whole do not. They, they, the CEOs look at profits for the next quarter, and that's all they care about. They don't think about you know, making customers for life and profits for the next quarter century. Because, And usually I think it's because you're in a public company. You have to answer to your board. And you know, if you don't have good numbers every quarter, you're out on your ass. And it's a, it's a sad it's a sad way to work, but that's what winds up happening. So, to be able to create these loyalists who who will give you generations of business, you know, CEOs should start thinking more about what what their legacy is. Well, generations of business. I mean, I, that's a concept that I imagine ninety nine percent of business people out there are certainly not thinking about, and that's sort of what you're asking them to build here. Let me ask the, the question in a different way, from a different context, different perspective. I suspect a different way to ask the question is, is the marketplace, are we just now used to average customer service? Do we accept it? Have we given up the fight? Do we no longer have any hope that we can ever interact with an organization that will try to make us a zombie loyalist? Well, that's the most awesome thing is, you know, being able to create uh, these loyalists, you know, uh, customer service in this country is so horrible and so bad that we expect to be treated like crap. You treat your clients one level above crap. I tell my, 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 I tell my customers or my clients that I work with and teach them about this. I'm like, guys, you don't even have to treat your customers good. Just treat them one level above crap. It doesn't even need to be good. <laughs> one level above crap, and they will, they will love you forever. And that's really the amazing part is when they realize that, wow, we don't have to go out of our way. It doesn't cost a fortune. A simple smile, for Christ's sake, is sometimes all you need. One level above crap. That might be the name of this post, so we'll, we'll have to see if that makes the cut. So, yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing about this is, is the fact that I think the marketplace is, is expecting average customer service. That's where the real opportunity here is. So that's very, very exciting. So, Pete, let me, let me ask this question. A lot of people who listen to this show and interact with, with our radio network, are more into the B2B sales opportunity. So what you're talking about here, and certainly the Scotty Vest example you shared, this is very simple to understand, at least I thought it was, I think it is, uh, in terms of a B2C situation with restaurants and airlines and products like Scotty Vest. But help us understand how these these ideas, your concept of a zombie loyalist, how does that apply in a more complex sale, in a B2B situation? Uh, with that kind of customer interaction? You know, the thing about B2B, what people don't realize is, they, oh, this doesn't work for me. I work for B2B. Well, last time I checked, companies themselves, the actual company, does not have the ability to buy anything. Um, I've never met a company that buys things. I've never sold something to a company. I've sold something, and the person who has decided to to buy it from me is a person. You know, and it's very rare that, that a company, I've never had a company call me and say, hi, I'm a company. You know, can you? It's it's like that great uh, meme of the dog, and there's a phone next to him. And he goes, "Yes, this is dog." You know, <laughs> I've never had a company buy anything, but but the people in the company are responsible. So, for all those people who say, "Oh, there's no, uh, you know, I'm a business, business doesn't apply," the hell it doesn't. You have to treat you treat your clients great. It's the easiest thing in the world. Again, people don't bother doing it. Where's the so? Why does that happen? Is 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 it this? Is it the sales guy who doesn't believe that he's actually talking to human beings, or is it the, is it management and in the you know the executive branch that that as you said earlier in the show are talking are thinking short term and profits and all that? I mean, how, how do you solve? How do you how do you shift that? Yeah, my belief is people don't do it because people are idiots. But you know that usually doesn't fly when I talk to a CEO. Um, <laughs> 
I think the number one reason people don't do it is because they, they consider customer service an afterthought. And that's such a mistake. If you consider customer service an afterthought, then you wind up not taking care of the customers you have. And the, at the end of the day, taking care of the customers you have will always, always, always get you the customers you want. You know, look, I, I, I work for NASA, right? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on the advisory board of, of NASA. And sorry, I, I'm, I'm sitting in the, in a, the, the Centurion Lounge in Las Vegas Airport and uh, it just opened the shades, and it's like sunlight, and everyone in, everyone here is like cowering because it's like, oh my god, the light, the light. You know, no one expects actually natural light in Las Vegas. It's not. Yeah, you, you it never has to be filtered. Right? You, you never see natural light in Las Vegas, and I will not share with the audience uh, uh, what event you were there broadcasting. Oh, from, oh, I will. Yeah, I was. I was doing some work for the Adult Video News Awards. I'm, I'm the first one to. <laughs> yeah, you really haven't lived until you're having a drink at two in the morning with a guy who sells anal numbing wipes. So, but um. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> okay, what the hell was the question? I my don't even. I lost uh, the anal numbing wipes. I lost my. I lost my train of thought there. So <laughs> now we were talking about how you make that shift into a B to B to B organization. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, customers are customers, and 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 having doing incredible things for the customers you have will get you the customers you want. Um, businesses don't bother doing that. It's it's just it's such a shame. Pete, it makes sense to build an army of zombie loyalists. I mean, I, I'm hoping that someone who's listening to this begins to understand the value of that and, and uses that Scott Evans example of how, how you build that person selling you can change everything. But what happens when you lose one, when, when something goes awry and the problem in the zombie loyalist becomes pissed or, as you would say, uninfected? What can happen and how do you begin the process of recovering from that? Well, that's why you have to pay attention. You know, if, if you have a customer that comes in every day or comes in once a week or comes in whatever, and all of a sudden you haven't heard from them for two weeks, you know, it's, it's the silence is deafening, right? That great quote. You want to make sure you're aware of that. So if you all of a sudden have a customer, for instance, I go to Morton's Steakhouse whenever I'm in a city where there's a Morton's. So if a month has gone by and they're looking at their CRM, they should have an alert that says, uh-oh, Peter hasn't come into Morton's in a month. And we know he likes steak. Just look at him. So, <laughs> so there's a problem here. You know, and there should be someone reaching out. Hey, Peter, just check in. Haven't talked to you in a while. Everything good? You know, and chances are, yeah, yeah, everything's good. My, you know, I'm home with my kid, whatever. So you got to, you, but you got to check in. And just the simple act of checking in, being better than the norm. No one does that. So just say hi. You don't have to sell them anything. Just say hi. Is this, uh, it's, I'm sure you're as frustrated as I. There's still so many organizations and individuals that don't, see, that still see, I don't see any real advantage of social media. And this isn't this isn't meant to be a social media conversation or question, but that's a great apparatus. If you, if you need a reason to to leverage that uh, that those channels, it is in part to kind of keep tabs and check in with your zombies. <clears throat> it's it's one of the great ways. Look, social media is not going to save the world. God knows it's not, but it, it it will certainly help you to constantly monitor the chatter. Uh, essentially, consider. Um, if you if you look at your if you look at the social sphere as like uh, Al Qaeda, right? You want to monitor that chatter and make sure there's no uh, plots or something like that, right? Just listening to the, the Native Americans used to call it listening to the wind. Listen to the wind and and see what people are saying. See what's out there. See what the world is talking about. And the more you do that, the better off you are of being able to uh, figure out problems before they become major situations. It seems like. Peter, at least with the organizations that I've observed over the years, I'm sure you have a lot of insights here as well, focusing on building and maintaining zombie loyalists requires, I, I don't think it can be a cool poster you hang over the, the lobby front desk and in a, in, a, in a mission statement you frame on the wall. This requires a very, very significant, massive mindset shift. I mean, a daily refocusing. That, is that what it takes? 
Well, that's the thing is, is customer service really does need to be uh, an all in, all encompassing process. You know, the company has to focus on it. If the company doesn't focus on it, then you wind up actually losing more. Uh, for example, it's Hertz. I was at Hertz uh, in Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport, and I had an issue where my car wasn't ready. Whatever, five people. Five, I interacted with five different people. All five of those people had the opportunity to save me, to, to keep me as a customer. Not one single person stepped up to the, to the bat there and did it. So at the end of the day, you know, five different people destroyed Hertz in my mind. And now um, I use Avis. And I will never go back to Hertz again because my logic is, well, if they did that in Phoenix, you know, what happens when I rent a car in Bulgaria and don't speak the language? You know, the, the, the corporate mindset there is not to care about the customer. And that, to me, was very, very important in my decision of choosing where to go. So mindset shift is critical, and, and it requires a very serious long-term commitment to this. Because, as you said, it can. This, this is we're talking generations here, not just the next 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 quarter. But it's not just about changing your culture and 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 influencing a mindset shift. I mean, there actually is a process here, right? I mean, this is this isn't just like I said a a cool motivational quote hanging on the wall. I mean, this there there is process to this too. No question about it. And there has to be. You know, at the end of the day, you have to have process where you can say to your, where you can say to your um, your employees, "Look, we're doing this for a reason." You know, you need to uh, make sure that you're focused on people, on what they want, on what they're doing, things like that. Um, and look, a lot of great customer service starts by taking great care of your employees. So. We talked, we chatted a second ago about social media, and again, I don't want this to center around that, uh, but I, I guess the question is, how do you, you work hard to build this army of zombie loyalists, and how do you enable them to actually then spread the word? Well, and the, I'm, I'm amazed at how many people still don't, don't understand how that, how that can really work. You don't have to enable them to spread the word. If you simply provide them with incredible service, they will do it for you. Look, we're moving into a world where the entire network, you know, I, I'm in Vegas, right? So... Uh, when I when I go to Google Maps and I search on uh, on uh, steakhouses, right? They're going to show me not only steakhouses around me, but they're going to show any steakhouse that's been reviewed on Google Plus by my friends or people I know, things like that. Looking at that logic, the network knows exactly what I'm doing and is learning to understand sentiment. So if I simply tweet out uh, a, a, a tweet that says that you know a photo of my of my uh, martini and it says perfection, thank you, Morton's, you know Morton's Steakhouse, then. The network knows, wow, Peter had a great martini. It's a photo. He said perfection. That's obviously positive. So the sentiment on Peter at this place is positive. When my friends are looking for a place to go, <clears throat> you know, hey, you know Peter. Peter recently tweeted out some this positive thing for Morton's. Why don't you try Morton's? And, and we're, we're, we're a half a dozen months away from that if, if it's not already happening. All right, Pete, uh, one final, very, very important question before I let you go and uh, catch your flight. Uh, are you a zombie? I was going to say, does it involve anal, num, anal numbing wipes? No, no, no I was exactly what I was going to ask you. Are you now a zombie loyalist for anal numbing lube? <laughs> I, I'm fortunate to say that I have yet to try it, but uh, apparently they're sending me a whole bunch of them to test out. So I just can't wait. My, my wife's just going to – it's just another reason my wife's going to leave me. <laughs> All right. Well, on that fine note, um, I'll let you catch your flight. Uh, Pete, before I let you go, how can people get in touch with you, learn about your work? And most importantly, get their hands on a copy of Zombie Loyalists. Yeah, my entire life is at shankman.com, and the uh, book is Zombie Loyalists with an S, zombielawyalists.com. Pete Shankman, business strategist, speaker, and author, and of the new book, Zombie Loyalist, Using Great Service to Create Rabid Fans. Peter, as always, great to catch up with you. Thanks for carving out some time.
Todd, pleasure was mine. Take care of yourself. All right. Well, that wraps this episode. On behalf of my guest, Peter Shankman, I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. What you want? 